Hello and welcome to this week's photography podcast. I hope you guys are all well. Uh, we're all here. We've all made it through the week to another one. This is podcast number 20, so it's a bit of a milestone. Wee. Yeah, and let's it. get the party poppers out, or the beers at the very least. Um, how's your week been, guys? Anyone got anything exciting to tell us? 2020. Oh, it's a bit of an omen, though, isn't it? Should we, should we say cheers to our kind of... Uh, 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 yeah, episode. Episode. Cheers. Cheers. Some of us have been here longer oh, than others. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to everyone yeah. who supports, century. comments, thank you everyone. Mm. Yeah, thank Indeed. you I, I've, I've had an interesting week. I, a couple of things happened to me this week. The first one is that um, I got an email, which was really good because it said that it can cure my erectile dysfunction. <laughs> so I was quite happy about cool. that. Cool, like it. Um, so you got that one. Groundbreaking. Yeah. But what I actually have done is made a decision... And I've demonetized my entire YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah. I just thought that it's not worth it. It's, you know, it's buttons and it, it screws up people's viewing experience. So I switched them all off. That's it. That was my oh. week. So essentially, you're trying to guilt us all into doing the same thing. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks no, I'm not going to cancel mine. <laughs> <laughs> I want me 20 quid a year for petrol. Is that just... because you, so you don't get any dodgy links? as well do you feel that's no, well, a contributor I, I don't know I mean it's going to be an interesting experiment because allegedly it has no effect on the algorithm as to whether your videos will be recommended remains to be seen but mm. it was just that I got so annoyed a few weeks ago with the way they were doing things I thought no sorry I'm not getting involved in this and I just switched it all off because it's not a lot of money so why should I you know, it's not going to make any difference to me, but it makes a difference to people that watch. Just to same subject quickly, the video I put out, they put mid-roll ads on it, but yeah, I've ticked yeah. to not put them on. And when I say it was half past one in the morning when I pressed publish uh, to go on, but they put them on and I turned them off. Now that's naughty. Yeah. On a new video. It and is, they should be is. off by default. Going back to erectile dysfunction, Dave, uh, asking for a friend, could you forward me that email? Um, no, 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 what I was going to say was, is going back to erectile dysfunction, have you seen the adverts from that Newman? Newman erectile dysfunction. They also, it's exactly the same advert for hair loss. They, they, they do the two things and they send you it in a discreet box. So imagine, like, that's a great excuse, isn't it? I'll, Get them mixed so, up. Yeah, sorry, love, my... Um, <laughs> What about if all your hair just sticks up instead? <laughs> you end up like Marge Simpson. <laughs> uh, look like you've been permanently shocked. I'm enjoying being bald. Are you? I, I, I'm quite enjoying it. I, I've always had her, like we all have. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Oh, God. So things improved, Dave, anyway. You're happy now? I've never been happier, yeah. No, okay. Mon Monetising, you mean, Jim? <laughs> yeah. Which, which one are we talking about there? Either. I used to shave my head, but I grew it out in the end. Yeah, I used to shave mine. Wow. Some of us are luckier than others, eh, Dave? Hey? Some of us have got hair to grow out. Mine's going big time. So has any, anyone else been up to anything exciting this week? Anyone else got anything to share? No, I've been off all week fixing windows nothing very exciting this week other than meeting you obviously yesterday over at Royden Common quite unexpectedly which was quite nice 
quite bizarre that we didn't speak about it all the places to go to and we ended up both going to the same place on a on a Thursday my, my wife absolutely 100% doesn't believe me really like I said honestly she's like all the places you could have gone to and all the people you could have met there you happened to meet someone else on the podcast there and I'm like <laughs> I swear it was an accident we just yeah. bumped into each other yeah, yeah 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 of course you did it's like it was really weird though wasn't it it was, I'd say it was a lovely day actually yesterday I, mean, I went over there again today and the weather being what it was today um, yeah it start for landscape photography it was a beautiful sunrise that, that like low sun kind of washing over the heather very orangey really kind of warm feel to it um, but within kind of 15 minutes after sunrise um, you know I was kind of on the onto the wildlife and the, I, I struggled I really did I, I said to you yesterday I took 646 shots yesterday and I took under 30 today just re- yeah I, th- I think it was the, the wind that was having an effect on the birds you know yeah it just wasn't happening for me today so well, I, had a, I had a lovely time there yesterday I got some lovely UCM shots uh, for anyone who doesn't know that's unintentional camera movement <laughs> shots because I've got a major problem with my camera um, my new Sony is uh, is not working as it should smooth and it's it's very yeah do you like that yeah because like yeah yeah, yeah. We, mm. we were going to talk about it so I managed to yeah wedge it in shoehorn it in so yeah that's my, why you my, run this show mate because you're just such uh, a pro <laughs> my yeah my Sony is is not not playing ball at all it's uh basically what's happening is is that if I take a bracketed shot the very first image is really sharp and every other image after that is progressively blurrier and blurrier and blurrier but if I then retake the shot with the silent shutter on which is then not using the mechanical shutter every shot is pin sharp so there's an issue with the shutter and it's it's I, I can't can't work it out it's so frustrating like yesterday I went over to Royden Common beautiful sunrise like well actually sunrise wasn't amazing but beautiful conditions the heather's out it looks gorgeous and every single shot i've taken is blurred so they're 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 all look like an impressionist painting which is really really frustrating so you must have been using the mechanical shutter yesterday over at royden common yeah because why would you shoot with the silent shutter the silent shutter mode is supposedly for wildlife or if you want to be discreet at a wedding or street photography you would never go out and say I'm going to shoot silent for landscape because there's, there's no point. The mechanical shutter is is the is the shutter release for the camera for any camera. All mirrorless cameras use uh, sorry all mirrored cameras use mechanical shutters. They they cannot use uh, silent electronic shutters. Not a lot of you know a lot of mirrorless cameras. A lot of them don't have that facility. So you you would expect that that would just work naturally it wouldn't be an issue but yeah but if you were, if you was on a dslr you can have mirror lockup can't you which acts yes. as the same as yes. a silent shutter yeah but the shutter it, you're right it, the, the mirror comes up so that stops movement but there is no mirror in a mirrorless camera no uh, and the shutter on a on a mirror on a dslr still the the cover the curtain still closes and opens the same way that the curtain closes and opens when you're using mechanical shutter and a mirrorless so the movement is exactly the same essentially it is mirror up there is no mirror so it, there should be no movement at all in that camera and and it's unbelievable the amount of the amount of motion blur i'm getting from taking those shots we're just releasing the shutter 
Well, those those shots that you showed us earlier, they were shot at under one two hundred fiftieth of a second as well, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so you yeah, shouldn't get any yeah. movement with that either, no, should you? No, at that speed. There, there's something going seriously wrong with the camera, and I think the problem is, is we were talking about it beforehand. You start to wonder whether it's you. You 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 know I've essentially I have sold all of my Canon glass that I absolutely loved because I thought that the issue was with the Canon and the Sigma converter into a Sony and actually it's a fault with the shutter so I've lost all of my lovely Canon glass like the 24-70 f2.8 Mark II is the sharpest lens I've ever used and I've got rid of that for no reason now and, and that's the frustrating thing because I blamed the lack of clarity on the shutter on the um, lens and the adapter when actually it's a mechanical fault in the camera i figured out how to fix mine after dropping it bit of electric tape and a a, a works book <coughs> shop piece of loyalty card plastic because it's new i like it so what what happened with you what, what oh, we're talking about oh, i like a long strap <laughs> i just do i like a good i like a good strap and uh, strap what happened was I'd, I'd not put the strap round my neck and I was walking over a higher stone. You hadn't stone. strapped on properly. I hadn't put my strap on. Always strap on. I, I know. And I, I just caught me, me, me big lad, I mean my foot, in the... And it and camera went bang on rock. Oh. Smashed weather seal, crack, brought me battery compartment. But works, bookshop, loyalty card under your L anyone out there these are available 499 and a little bit of electric tape are you talking about the camera 499 or the um... how dare you this how, how dare. Sony look at this look at that mm. I love my baby <laughs> yeah so, so so talking about the images really quickly I'll, I'll just pop them up on the screen and you can see what I'm on about let's have a look basically so this image here is the first one um, and you can see that although it's underexposed because it's a bracketed image it's perfectly sharp it's really sharp well not really sharp but that is a huge crop so but then if you move on if you move on this is like the fourth one in a series Ooh. of five Oof. and look at the state of that and that, and, and it, camera shake, is that yeah, as well and that is absolutely tell. camera shake <laughs> And then the same that same shot, you can just see that that's the same shot that's taken with the, the shutter, electronic shutter, and there's no movement in it whatsoever. So there's clearly something going on. There's clearly something going on with the yeah. with the mechanical shutter. And so I'm very, very much hoping that I'm gonna be out to solve this with the company and they're not gonna play you know, they're gonna be difficult with me. Have you heard back from them yet? Well, I sent them. I, I sent them an email saying I've got a problem, and I sent. Then they said, "Can you send me some picture or video to describe the problem?" So I sent them that series of images, and then they said, "Can you send me another series of images with you doing it automatically focused?" Because that was all manual focus. And I sent them the autofocus, and it's exactly the same. And I haven't heard from them, but I think they've all gone to bed in Japan, so um, I probably won't hear anything now till tomorrow or maybe even Monday. Oh, I'm sure yeah. they'll be fine with it, mate. I mean, that's uh, yeah. that's that's evidence enough, right there, isn't it? Really. 
Yeah. But we just wanted. I mean, the. Did you pay by credit card, Gary? I pay by PayPal. So, uh, I believe PayPal gives you some um, protection in these instances. Yeah, yeah. When you've got a, a strap-on issue. Um, so yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day, it is what it is, and but it, it, we wanted to talk about this really just to say more, not for it to be a, a topic of oh look my camera's gone wrong, but more to say that sometimes cameras do go wrong, and it isn't always you because I spent a lot of time thinking that was my issue. I was you know all my new cameras not working. It must be because I haven't learned it properly or because I'm not got I haven't got to grips with it properly. When actually when you start to investigate it, it's actually an issue with the camera. Mm. So, you know, if, if things aren't going right, don't rule that out, I think, is the moral of the story, really. Mm. It's natural to assume, isn't it? If you don't know your camera, then you've obviously not set it up properly. You know, you just don't understand it enough to be able to get the best out of it. But you've proved that you know, that can't be the case in your case. So I, I think, you know, if it's faulty, mate, I think they've got a duty to respond and replace it, surely. Yeah, replace it with a Z6. Well, it'll be... Do you know what? It'll be... It'll be <laughs> It'll be really interesting to see what they said. Honestly, Maddie, last night I was on the verge of saying, sod it all, I'll just go back to my Canon 5D Mark III. Oh, that's not yeah, no, don't do that. Don't I'll just buy that. myself a 24 Well, why you did it in the first place is beyond me. Well, <laughs> you're probably right, James. You're probably right in hindsight. Serves you right. Yeah, exactly. Serves me right. Anyway, moving on because I'm sure everyone's falling asleep. Imagine expecting some sympathy out for James. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you've posted a link to any of your Instagram accounts to have us to look for you've got James to blame that we're not looking at any he's like so he's like the harshest critic I've ever met crap 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 <laughs> do you remember Nina Mis- Miscal was it Nina Miscal Nina Miscal oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's like her it's like a male version of her yeah. this one's not as good as mine this one's not he's like going through the no 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 moody mountain shots in that one bin <laughs> Yeah, so we're not doing that this week, but we will move on to it uh, another time once once one of them's passed James's quality control test. Um, anyway, yeah, maybe. We'll Moving do. on. Actually, we've got a question that you posed here, James, which will be uh, which I think is quite an interesting talking point. And you've said, how does giving the settings, lens, and camera benefit anyone when sharing images on a vlog? So basically, my okay, gripe. What is the point? Please explain to me. When you're posting images on social media, what is the point of sharing the settings? What shutter speed? What aperture? What lens? What camera? What filters? I just can't see the point. Every single scene is... You know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Dependent on light. Well, Every single scene is different. Oh, I'm, it's per situation. I'm, I was hoping that we would talk about this because I think for landscape photography, it it is you know kind of they're very basic settings really, f11, ISO 100 or, or you know or, or f9 something like that, and then the shutter speed whatever it is. But for wildlife photography, I find it's really interesting to share the settings, especially. ISO and especially ISO on different cameras because different cameras handle noise differently. So I kind of agree to to a point with landscape photography, but with wildlife photography, I am actually really interested to know certain shutter speeds, Speed. ISO, how they deal with noise, low light situations. 
So I might have kind of thrown a spanner in the works here. But on, and I'm not just saying this, but on my next video, I actually made a point of sharing, not just talking about my camera settings, but actually putting it in text exactly where I was falling within that range. But that's purely for wildlife. It's a good point. Yeah, good point. But that's just proving that your different cameras handle noise differently, isn't it? So if I'm posting... Yeah, in, yeah go on. Yeah, so so my like what benefit saying, am I getting? Well, because if from sake, if you're um, shooting with a particular camera, you're and you're new to that camera, you might know that oh well that that particular camera that particular person has pushed it up to ISO five thousand, and they're not having an issue with noise, whereas someone else might have pushed it to five thousand on a different brand of camera, and it it is introducing noise, or speed of flappage speed of flappage yeah. and that is very important speed Catch of flaps is quite important I understand <laughs> well what, when I look at camera what is the flap rate <laughs> kestrel flappage or kestrel flappage. flappage exactly or owl in an hour, yeah. hour. You know, and there's me asking a sensible question <laughs> go on Dave well no I just the thing is I take your point Darren entirely but surely it only comes from the standpoint of using a light meter and saying at this specific light level on yeah. this camera these settings produce this result unless you share the light level it still is arbitrary what about speed though dave speed like cap capture movement yeah exactly because it is i mean i it's so difficult because you want to shoot at a fairly kind of low light to get some good light into the scene but then you're pushing the ISO so high and then you want to kind of increase the shutter speed, especially if you've got a moving bird. I think for wildlife photography as oh, well, it's, an it's it's interesting because you can you can see how far you can push a camera, a certain brand of camera. So for instance, I know that, you know, uh, some cameras handle ISO, lovely owl there, Manny. Some cameras handle ISO better than others. So if you could look and say, Say, for instance, someone's posted the settings and they've gone, it's on ISO 4000 using whatever camera. You go, wow, that's you push, you put ISO 4000 on my camera and it just looks like a grainy mess. So exactly. maybe if you own that camera... Yeah, that's that's fair comment. Uh, yeah. That is very fair I mean, my, my Canon 5D handled noise better than my 42 megapixel Sony. Because And, and, and the A7, what is it, the A7 III? Yeah, the new camera, no, no, A7S3. I mean, that's fantastic for noise because it's got such a low megapixel count. So I'm just thinking, it's, like, for, for me, as I say, it's it's shutter speed uh, uh, settings are interesting for fast moving animals, slow moving animals, because obviously you want to use the slowest shutter speed possible so you can reduce your ISO but still yeah. get a crisp image. So. I'm, I must admit, for, for landscapes, when I started vlogging, for some reason I thought you had to put it, because otherwise it wouldn't be valid. So I did, for about a hundred videos, and it was such a ball ache, yeah. constantly setting yeah, it up it each time you showed an image. So I stopped doing it, mm. and I had one person comment, oh, I used to find your settings quite handy. And I thought, yeah, but the other two and a half thousand don't, so I'm saving myself hours of work. It's really interesting, though, because looking at what people 
watch your vlogs for because that one person might actually have watched you simply to see what your settings were do you know what i mean though it's crazy because of you know i i changed over from canon to sony and i lost about 20 subscribers i posted a vlog saying i've moved from canon to sony and within within four days 20 subscribers are gone and and it's weird because it's not That's surprising well well only 20 <laughs> um but the thing is is <laughs> the thing is you, you just think to yourself people were watching because i was a canon user simply because of that and people might watch simply because you put your um you know shut your your settings on you see you my, mine went the other way when i shot nikon nobody gave a shit the minute i switched all of a sudden i got an extra two thousand subscribers in about a month so uh, you just never know that. do you thanks for that yeah z6 off. <laughs> it, it does depend on your audience though and who's watching the videos and that was that was going to be my comment on this because I did exactly the same thing I started putting settings on and then thought oh really does anybody really want to know that I'm choosing f11 and I'm at you know a sixth of a second and I'm ISO 100 you know because that's what it is but then I actually got some comments to say it'd be really good if you can share your settings because I'd like to know what it is that you use to take that shot and my response was well it will depend on the lighting conditions you got when you were there but i guess if you don't understand the basics of photography then you know even that might be interesting to you to know that you've shot it at f11 and iso 100 and why you've shot it at that so but also you understand we, your you're looking at this from like a static point of view but you know we all shoot the coast and sometimes that's that settings are quite interesting if you want a really crisp shot to freeze frame a wave or you want a more gentle ICM kind of shot which looks really nice as I, I quite like to know the shutter speeds for them kind of settings same with the river if you're looking for you know a little bit of definition but not too sharp I find that quite interesting staying by the by a mountain I, I, I can understand how it, it's it's not put, as important. Just put but anything tap that's got on a little kitchen. bit of movement. Just put tap on it, kitchen, and stand there with your camera on tripod and run tap and one fifth of a second. I, 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 th I think the art of it, though, I think the art of it is to try and explain that a little bit while you're vlogging it. To yeah. say, like, when I, when I go to a waterfall, I, the first thing, one of the first things I say is, I've got the camera somewhere between you know a third of a second and half a second because i don't want to get too much motion blur or i've got it at this because i want to get a bit more motion blur and then you don't need to put your exact settings down you just you but you sort of try and maybe explain subtly through through talking about the shot rather than going because because if you're just going to do that you might as well just put a series of shots up going f11 you know or, or just stand in front of the camera going f11 one sixtieth of a second, ISO one hundred. Here's the picture. Do you know what I mean? All serious, all seriousness, though. One of the settings that I, I am fascinated by, I think it's very important. All the numbers and figures and apertures and speeds and all that become blurred to this one thing, and this one thing for me is becoming more and more fascinating, especially considering RGB and color theory and color mixing. Is the hist it's the histogram. The histogram is what we should see. The histogram for each picture before and after an edit as well. It would be a lot of work, but I do I do like seeing a, a histogram and seeing how it it moves from from right to left and left to right and how you pull the reds and blues and how 
So say you take a shot and you do your grey card or you get your white balance spot on in the field and you see your histogram and you've perfectly exposed it and you can see all the peaks and troughs of the, there's a lot of green, there's a, lot, a bit of blue, you know. That for me is quite fascinating. I think we focus on the numbers, the speed, the triangle and I quite like the idea of focusing on say the the histogram for colour theory for where you are at that time uh, it gives you more of an idea of shadow, light, contrast you get so much information from inside that histogram that, That's a really, really good point actually and I, you know, to be fair, you know, that's something that we don't major on and, and when I have my preview when I've taken an exposure I have my histogram split into RGB channels routinely. Yes. Because yes. I want to see what each channel's doing. I don't want the overall. And uh, and yet, I hardly make any mention of it. And that's a good point. Yeah, I'm going to... Well, yeah, thank you very much I don't know whether he still that. does it, because um, I don't watch him anymore. But Gareth Thanks used to... Um, he used to always post his histograms up with he his He did, images. yeah. 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 I did start doing it for a while. I actually had a few people comment and said they quite liked it, but I yeah, stopped doing good. it. What seats yeah. he stopped? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. Given what they want. <laughs> that's why, that's interesting why, that's as why well. I'm where I am, and that's why you are where you are. <laughs> I think it's interesting as well. James, uh, black predominantly a mono-moody uh, output of images. Uh, that's moody. Effects of your internet, where it looks at it. Um, the effects of on the histogram with the, you changing from your first raw image to your final development image and the effects of those peaks and troughs uh, in your histogram would tell more of a story if you like it maybe yeah it's fine as that I mean as a lot I'm sure as capture as much detail in your raw as possible but when it comes yeah. to processing I always move the, the white the furthest anywhere yeah, I, always, I, I always mess around the levels within processing anywhere yeah. Mind you, there is something I would like to say because Gary says the first thing he says when he rocks up at a waterfall is, "This is what I'm thinking." Actually, the first thing he says when he rocks up at a waterfall is, "Me, that was a hard walk." I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna yeah. get back up. I'm there. now. That's like literally, even if the waterfall is next to the road, I will still, I will still say that. Oh dear. Well, that's killed the conversation. <laughs> so, the, so the answer to your question is: if if the scene is relevant to talk about the settings, we share them. If it's not, we don't. Yeah, I think if the scene if the scene is moving, then then I think any if any scene is moving, then I think it's beneficial. I, I personally, I'm interested in it. But it's if like the scene is static and it's continuously static, then yeah, perhaps not. Yeah, but if you're good, if you've got good compositions, they should all be quite moving. Whoa, very good, oh, man. I like yes. that. Mm. Oh, what? Moving on, we, we asked, didn't we, for uh, viewers and listeners to put in a... Oh, hats on. We are, we asked viewers and listeners to, to add in a question so, or two, and we've got one, actually. We've got a couple, and we've got one here from Steve Ball. So I know you guys weren't keen on answering this one, but, you know... Hello, gonna, Steve. That's why I'm going to throw it in anyway. He says, why should those of us who are landscape photographers wanting to enjoy the peace and quiet of our surroundings have to put up with the noise pollution caused by drones should they be banned <laughs> discuss quick answer to that is let me have adverts on my vlogs and pay for me drone for me 
it's quieter a new one I'm joking I don't I don't have an answer I don't have an answer well who uses drones out of us let's have a little little show of hands who uses yeah. a drone so that's three three you three oh well I don't think right, ever I'll tell you what the, the Rick you got a drone uh, his I've last drone. video he did a cheeky shot I watched it Sorry, and I noticed Darren you had a cheeky shot and I thought hold on a minute has he gone and put his camera up on a hill no not me yeah you did you no. had a cheeky shot looking down on you in the field oh no I just Someone moved else. the camera further up the hill <laughs> that's what I was saying was it up a hill or was it, it oh yeah, like, yeah yeah no 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 it looked right, like so, a drone shot so, so, so I bought tripod. a drone I bought a drone about 18 months ago now possibly two years ago and I hardly ever flew it because I took it I remember taking it to the Lake District and I thought exactly what that guy said uh, sorry I can't remember Steve I think you said the guy's name was Steve Ball. I just thought all all of these people that were coming out for a allegedly stroll and then there's the sound of my drone now I've never had anybody come up to me and say that's pissing me off that drone but for me I was really self-conscious when I was flying it. That, and I'm quite a nervous flyer anyway. But I did have, I was really concerned that the noise of my drone was just pissing people off when they was in the mountains or in the fells, just having this lovely Sunday afternoon stroll. And there's me buzzing round with this, with this. You know, you say you're a nervous flyer. You, you don't have to sit on the drone and go up with it. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Oh, it's a bit high. Well, you, never, you never said that. I used to hang on to it. Down. I can't look down. I think the real question here is if you're a bell end with a drone, because normal folk would look around and you're supposed to be 50 metres away. Now, my spark is quite noisy, and if it's 50 metres above someone, they shouldn't hear it. They wouldn't know it's there, to be fair. So, you have to do a test to get a drone licence on a certain weight of drone. And my drone is over that way. It might be, but I did the test anyway. So if you're 50 metres up, above wherever you are, where there's people, which is legal, they shouldn't hear it. The problem is the bellendery, when someone has a Mavic or whatever, and they fly it four feet over your head, that's where the problem lies. There's nothing wrong with drones. And there's nothing wrong with having drones in the environment to make good footage and film. The problem is that... It. Mm. The problem is the pilot who isn't abiding by the rules, that's why they're 50 metres. And I've come across a few in my time, we all know a couple. And uh, if they don't abide by the rules and they fly it near people, they're breaking the law. Uh, let me tell you a little story about a drone. <laughs> Talking about what bellendery, as you put it, uh, with a drone. I, I've had, I've had a, a Phantom 4, I think it's Phantom 4, or Phantom 3, and I had a Mavic. Um, Pro or Mavic, Mav the original Mavic, and I have also a Spark, and I've got rid of all of them. And I went to Haysborough Lighthouse with my Phantom Three, and I wanted to get a bit of B-roll of the lighthouse because you know, lovely sort of shot coming nice. back. So I was flying it. This is about half past six in the morning because it was in the summer and I'd have been for sunrise, got some nice shots. And I thought right, just before I go. I'm stood in the car park, I'll just get a little bit of B-roll. And uh, I'm flying it backwards over the top of this lighthouse, thinking, you know, well, no one lives in a lighthouse today. You might have the per well, you might have the person who lives in the lighthouse, but 
they're working surely that's the point isn't it right so i'm flying it backwards over this lighthouse and there's and i'm like oh there's a yellow van there's a yellow van pulling out of the of the of the little cottages next to the lighthouse and this is really nice next thing I know this yellow van screeches up beside me in the car park and he gets out and I'm there with my remote controller like this and the the drone's about I don't know 100 foot up in the air and he's going take that drone get it down get it out of the air now and get out of my sight I'm sick and tired he goes I've got people who have got holiday lets there and you're flying your drone over these holiday lets at like you know 6 30 in the morning you're taking the piss and i'm like i'm sorry i'm really sorry and i'm thinking part of me's thinking i don't want to have an argument with this guy because he's quite a big bloke and secondly i'm stood there with the drone in the air like that so i can't <laughs> exactly me. i can't yeah it's nothing to do with me i can't exactly put the remote control down and say hang on a minute let's have a chat about this because you know what drones are like it could fall out of the sky at any minute so i'm like i'm really sorry mate i do apologize i've got the drone down i put it packed it away and i sold it within about a week I was like, that's it, I'm not, no more drones for me. And I'm exactly the same as Darren, I'm I'm so reluctant. Did, did you sell it cheap and a bloke from a lighthouse bought it? <laughs> no, I can't remember where I sold it actually, I think I sold it to MP, MPD, but I was re- I've had drones since then, but I'm so reluctant, even in the Lake District or even in quiet places, to get them out, because I just don't want to annoy people, so they are, and they are noisy. You put a spark up and you say you can't hear it, but you can. You can hear a drone, and if you're sitting there having a picnic or enjoying your walk, and you've got sort of fifty meters though, fifty meters, and look around. When I go fell walking, right? When I go fell walking, you've got aeroplanes flying over, you've got RAF bombarding, you've got helicopters flying in and out, you've got sheep. You got people flying off the mountains. You got sheep flying, flying sheep, (laughs) flying sheep. (laughs) I mean, come on, the place is full of noise. (laughs) Is that the RSF? <laughs> it amazed me actually when we went up to um, the corridor route at Stayed and we stood there how much noise from people from a long way away as well. Well, it's probably well, echoing in the valley as well. And very busy there, isn't it? You know, and there was some with the drone. I could eat me, and I'd even flew my own drone. But the difference is, is I'll go back to what I say. It's about consideration for you your fellow people it's common it? sense isn't it yeah that's what it is it's just common sense. sense if you're in an area that's got people or you think it's going to annoy them you don't yeah. fly it if you're yeah. in the middle of a nowhere whether it's up a fell up a mountain or for me if it's in the middle of the bloody fens and there's nobody around then you don't however Pro- i think there is a RFS you can't fly that, <laughs> yeah okay but we weren't going to mention that oh. <laughs> But if you, the only thing I would say is that if you are in an area where there's wildlife and nature and things that could get upset by it, yeah, then yeah. again, it's common sense. So yeah. I would never fly. You know, I'm a relatively new drone pilot. I think is the term, um, and I would never fly anywhere near. I don't know. A, a, early morning sunrise when the wildlife's waking up and you've got deer you've got swans wildlife birds whatever because it's just not the right thing to do it'll just annoy them so it's just common sense you know you need to use it where you think it's not going to annoy people or wildlife and as long as you do that for me it just adds a bit of better quality to the vlog or film that you're making see i quite agree with you joe i mean as i say i I, i've got no issues with people flying drones responsibly 
it's just I personally don't feel comfortable. That the only time that I've had a little bit of drone envy was when Dave and I went out um, to Linguinant. Was it Dave the last time we went out where we had all the mist? Yeah. And you know, Dave was just flying it, but you, Dave, you was flying it. I don't think you went further than about a hundred foot f- from from us, did you? And that was yeah. the only time. Then I thought, oh, you know, I wish I did have my my drone but apart from that yeah I, I don't miss it at all mm. I think especially when you're vlogging as well I don't know about you guys but it just seems to introduce another problem or on something another else to element, think yeah. another element mm. to think about you you know you're focusing <clears throat> on the photography you're focusing on the vlogging I've got to get the drone up oh I don't know it's just yeah. it's like the spreadsheet we have though Darren I have like a set time I have a set thing where it's a routine so I do this, do this and this. I think right now it's time to take the drone up because you have your... I, I, yeah. I have a rich... I like my ritual. And at some points as well, I'll get to the ritual, I think right now it's time to pop the drone up and I'll go, no, do you know what? I'm I'm not going to do. I'm going to leave it. I think more it. importantly than, than actually using a drone and the noise and the pollution and all of that is it's if you don't use it properly... God, it's annoying. It's annoying in a vlog when you watch someone who's not using a drone properly. When they, they post the footage of the drone like flying up and then oh, that way, no, wait, no, that way, no, no, that way, no, hang on, and then oh, forward a bit, back, up, down. It's like, don't post that. It's, We've it's all just, done it though. We've yeah, but don't, we all Can do I just it, say but you don't post Jamie, it though, do you? We have to say though, Jamie got his, his vlog and he fucking smashed the band doors in with it. It was glorious music lovely music well put together that's lovely. the bit I have enjoyed lovely. is the editing the, the drone to the music because all of a sudden you can introduce a bit of epicness to your vlog you know you can use that music to elevate your pictures and that's that I've quite enjoyed that yeah. I've, got, I've got to say again though I'm going to talk about your pictures in a minute Jamie because me and Darren were having a chat about them uh, on uh, well yesterday but oh, I've got no, to say not good. I've got to say right music yeah, music in vlogs. I watched a vlog today, I'm not going to say who it was by, right? And they're wandering down a beach, and it was a dreary day, and the music was like. Was it Normandy like, Landings? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're on a beach. You're on a beach. You're not anywhere special. It's not like it's like you're in the middle of, you know, Middle Earth. Or you've suddenly, you know, you've suddenly, you've suddenly found some, like, lost city. You want to. Don't, like the music's like, do you know what I mean? You get this like epic sort of the Lord of the Rings, Atlantis. yeah, Lord of the Rings music, and they're wandering along a beach in Hull. It's like, what, what's going on? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Stop, just stop. Anyway, your photos, Jamie. Me and Darren were talking about them, and, and I know this is not really the forum to do it, but we're going to do it anyway on the podcast. If you people watching and listening haven't looked at Jamie's photos especially from the Lake District, but more importantly, from probably the last six months, your photography has gone, it's gone through the roof, mate. And the, and the shots the shots from the Lake District just show how good a photographer you are and that wow. you've become. When you find somewhere, you find some actual landscape that you can really take advantage of, and you absolutely took advantage of it, and they are amazing. They are absolutely wow. amazing. Well, I'm, I really appreciate that, mate. I really do. I really do. That's, that's knocked me back a bit, really. Um, I, I was thoroughly pleased with what I got. I, you know, 
and if I'm honest, I think that when you visit Snowdonia and the lakes, when you come from the Fens and you see just how beautiful the place is, you know, you are a bit of a kid in a sweet shop when it comes to taking shots. Um, and I didn't get out that much, I must admit, but when I did get out, I really enjoyed it. And to be able to point your camera at something that, you know, if you get the technic technical bits right and you know how you f if you get the composition, it's going to be a good shot because of what it looks like and what it feels like. And then to see those on the screen when I got back, I was like, yeah, I've, I've done all right there. I'm happy with that. Um, so, no, I really appreciate that, mate. I really do. Thank you. I've just got to interrupt there because you, 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 you're not doing yourself a justice as well because there's a shot. You talk about the lakes and you talk like, oh, yeah, you've got all this scene. But where it starts for me, what well, Gary's just said all that about you, Jamie, there's a shot you did over that quarry with those trees and the birch. Oh, right. Back it, in, it, in it ran locally. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's yeah. that shot just sticks. That could be in, in Oregon. It could be anyway. It's a, it's a fantastic shot. So I know what you're saying about lakes, and it, but don't do yourself on justice there because you've gained and done some fantastic shots in places that you know and love. With the but we, but what, what Gary and I were, was also saying that, because it was funny how I was, was thinking it, um, I've been thinking it for a while and didn't actually say anything. And then Gary kind of mentioned it the other day. And as soon as Gary said, oh, about Jamie's photography, I just kind of went, and it just all kind of flooded out. But it was almost like, Jamie's like worked so hard in the fens you know kind of learning his craft in the fens where it isn't particularly kind of jumping out you've got to work a little bit harder in the fens and then Jamie as you say you went to the lakes you didn't go there for a photographic holiday you just went there for a holiday nipped out every now and again but because I thought you know you'd work so hard in the fens when you was in the lakes for the limited time you had I just thought you knocked it out of the park I really did, you know. That's if you can get something on where it is so limited, where you go, when you then go to a place like the Lake District, it makes life much easier for you. And yeah, you've proven yeah. that, Jamie. Yeah, and that's exactly what we were saying. It's almost like uh, it's like you learn your lessons in the places. If you can get good shots from places where it's hard to get good shots, when you go to somewhere where it's not hard to get good shots that then shows how good a photographer you are when you go there and you say you know like and we were talking about this and, and i know this is a bit of a oh, we all love each other and it's great but i'm going to say it because <laughs> i don't care right you were there on a family holiday you weren't even there on a landscape photography holiday you were just popping out when you could and getting those shots and and i think it's really important there are people who live in the lake district and go there every day and shoot there all the time who don't get shots as good as you got on a family holiday and that's a testament to how good a photographer you are and also how much learning the craft in the difficult places benefits yeah, you when absolutely. you go to somewhere that's a lot more difficult well, yeah. a lot more yeah. easy to take you right. I, I think I think you you know you, I'm not going to say you're right about a fantastic photographer but in terms of the, the being local to a flat landscape where it's really difficult to shoot I do think that I've spent a lot of time trying to find compositions and trying to make something look look attractive to look at if you see what I mean because it yeah. can be very flat and boring over here but I think if you find the right place and you find the right subject you can make it look pleasing to look at and that's what I've tried to do but James is 100% spot on once you go to a place like the lakes or Snowdonia or wherever and all of a sudden you, you're faced with just beauty 
all of this, I guess your natural photographic ta well, talent, I don't want to use that word, but you know, something inside you comes yeah, out. Your instinct all, kicks Your in, instinct, yeah. yeah, your instinct comes out and all of a sudden you think, wow, that works. And, and it just clicks and, and you know, then you, you snap away and you get some cracking shots. There was a couple of shots that I took that I was, that actually meant a lot in those Buttermere trees that I took. Yeah. And the reason I, they meant more to me was because that wasn't, you know, when I went out and when I filmed the vlog, it was actually me going out with all my gear to film a vlog. And it was, I was lucky with the conditions. It was the conditions where we actually, there was a temperature inversion in the lakes and there was a lot of mist and low cloud. And it made, it made that Rydal Water um, images that it, it helped those images certainly. But when I was out when Buttermere, I was out with the family and you know the kids were skimming stones we were actually having a really nice time I took my backpack with me wherever I went just in case there was a shot that I wanted to take I didn't want to miss the opportunity and it was a really drizzly overcast day and I noticed those trees sort of sitting up and if you you know many of you have been to Buttermere and where I, where I took those shots and they got so much character to them and the, the green that was coming out that time of year and the drizzle and the mist behind I looked at it and I thought, oh, I just wish I had my tripod. I wish I could position myself and actually technically compose the shot, but I didn't. So I whacked the camera out of the bag, got the 70 to 200 out, focused in, tried to compose it right, tried to use the, the light where I could, and I just snapped. And I took about 50 or 60 shots within a few minutes, really, just to take as many as I could, different apertures, different shutter speeds, because I didn't have my tripod. And when I got back and I, and I went through them all and I found some that were sharp and got the light right in the composition, I thought I'm so proud to be able to make those shots in that environment, not in a way where I'd gone out intentionally as a landscape photographer to take a shot. It was more of a, it was more of a snapshot in a way, but I turned it into something that looked and came across quite well as a, a very well composed light, everything just fell in the right place at the right time. So. Does, really uh, happy with those. does anyone else think he's milking it a bit now? Sorry, sorry, I'll show <laughs> up. Yeah, come on, move <laughs> on. God, you well, brought it up. You've had your oh, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. That had to be said, and, and, I, and I, I honestly think there's something to be said, and we, you know, we've just gone over it, but learning your craft in the places where it's not easy to take photos, you reap the rewards you know so 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 basically what we're saying what i'm saying is go out and shoot local shoot the difficult things shoot the things you don't think yep. you can get and then when you actually yep. get out there to the honeypot locations things will come a lot easier to you yep. providing you've got a camera that shoots uh, shoot sharp and it's sharp yeah yeah because you've not got that you're in big trouble so we forgot we completely forgot we need to do the pub name and uh we none of us except for jamie have any idea what's one so come on, Jamie. Let's let's know what what pub name won. Well, I've been through the. Can research. we do reverse order? Can we do? Yeah, reverse no, I'm going to do reverse order. Excellent, yeah, excellent. but just to remind what everybody. Drum roll. And I'll pull that vlog up from wherever it was with the, with the ridiculous music. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach. No, go on. Okay. Yeah. So just imagine I'm on the beach. So just a reminder just a reminder of the top six then so um, got told off just a reminder of the top six okay so we had Mally's entry which was the gaping aperture which went down quite well. 
We had my entry, which was Togger's Tavern. We had the Zoom In, which was Darren's. We had Stop Down In, which I believe was Dave's. We had the Rusty Ballhead, which was Mr. Burns. And then we had Pint and Shoot, which was Gary's. So they were the six, and I've been through all of the the votes, I guess, in the last couple of vlogs, and in reverse order. Now, unfortunately, with no votes at all, (laughs) is... Stop down in. Dave's oh, people have got no taste. No oh. votes at all for stop down in. I don't I thought that was quite a good one. So, so that is in sixth position. So in fifth position with three votes was Rusty Ballhead. Only three votes. Only what? three for the. That rusty was my favourite. That was my favourite. The Rusty Ballhead. Are you lot mad? Three. That doesn't include yours, then, guy. So, just three. I'm not going to vote against myself. In fourth position with uh, six votes is the gaping aperture oh six votes did well yeah did well how's yeah, gaping well, apertures do it's getting interesting now so in third position with seven votes was the zoom in oh, oh. in seven oh. seven oh. votes for the zoom in and the winner so in in first and second place it was quite close I must admit it was quite close so the second place no okay I'll give the winner because it will give away the second place so the winner with 11 votes is the Toggers Tavern oh which what? meant that the pint, sh- the pint and shoot got eight votes. So oh, clear tog- winner then, clear winner. The Toggers Tavern. Yeah. Well. So there we go. So the and Toggers who chose Tavern that? was... Well, I've been back through who chose it, and there was actually two people that chose it. And Hang on a minute, though. Who chose it out of us? That was me. Well, and you did the counting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> recount. <laughs> if you want to go back and troll nah, through mate, it all like I we, did, you we, fill your boots. We trust you, mate. I trust you, honestly. It's like the Russian general election. <laughs> if he was going to fix it, he'd make it sound like hundreds of people tuned in and voted yeah, yeah. instead of single figures. Yeah, no, there wasn't that many. Because <laughs> let's be fair, all it says is nobody cares. And the huge winner on 11 votes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was, in terms of who actually uh, put forward that entry, there were two people that put forward that entry, strangely enough, and oh. I've been back through them, and there were probably only minutes apart when they put it in, but what we've had to do is select the winner based on the first person to put that entry out of those two. So in terms of who was the first person, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who was the second person first. So the second person oh, yeah, just to make was, feel worse. Was, was Julian Heritage, so well done, okay. Julian, for selecting it. But so unfortunately, close. Julian, well so done, Julian, close. you've won nothing. You've won. Nothing. <laughs> you could have won a speedboat. <laughs> yeah. But you know, well done. But no, you've just come second. Um, but in first place, the first time I was they come second was Carl Edwards. Oh, Carl! Well done, Carl. Well done, Carl. If you want to put your, put your details over. You can uh, you can have this, which was Mally's, but unfortunately not anymore. This is going to go to you, Carl, because Mally very kindly uh, donated it. So 
and or I'm the sure print, whatever he wants. Well, if he wants that print, yeah. If you want the print, and, and we'll send Julian the other one, or throw them both in, whichever they. No, we'll send. Why, well, why don't we send one to Carl so Carl can pick what he wants, and then Julian and can then, have what's left over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's do that. Sloppy good, seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well done, Julian. You did win something after all. So, so, so how do how do they contact you, Gal? Uh, just. You can either just uh, actually, yeah, probably not best put your name and address on the, in the comments, no. especially not with our listeners and watchers. Um, and that's just us six. Message you directly. Uh, yeah, send me send me an email to uh, PM PM private message PM. Yeah, you can you can you can message me on Facebook or you can send me an email, uh, which is Gary at rephotography dot photography. <gasps> Putting your email so, out there. Yeah, well, it's Gary at photography. It's Dad. yeah. If you start typing now, you'll have finished by Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, the address. Yeah. All right, Dave. <laughs> I think we know that you don't think that I've got a very snappy <laughs> website address. It's gone now, anyway. So you don't need to worry about it anymore. Actually, that's an interesting link. See what I did oh. there, right? Because oh. I seem to recall we had a conversation, or we were going to co- talk about. Um, do you need to have a website? to be looked upon as a professional photographer or a photographer in general. So I don't have a website anymore. I got rid of I got rid of it. It was costing me I can't remember how much it was, but I looked at upgrading it and moving over to somewhere else and I just thought, you know what? I can't imagine very many people at all go through my website. I've got a Flickr feed, I've got an Instagram feed, I've got my YouTube, I've got Facebook. Why would I need to worry about a website? What do you guys think about that? Can I kick off? Yeah. Uh, I don't like sharing my toilet with other people, so it's always nice to have your own toilet. Simple as that. It's full of shit. Well, <laughs> if you've got a website, <laughs> promote yourself then. <laughs> the worst analogy <laughs> ever. Yeah. Well, if you shit, no, it stinks. It's, it's somewhere. Shit. It's somewhere you can wash you, your hands with it. Yeah, it's somewhere you can sit. Enjoy it's your, your own, own personal space in the yeah. internet, isn't it? That's well, why you I've got well, it. You want to go on social media. Let's face it, who remembers MySpace? Uh, it's not forever, it's temporary. The thing about your website is you can make it your own space, be proud, and uh, have a dump if you want. You know. uh, but no, serious, let's get serious, let's get serious. Let's get serious. Long form SEO, long form blogs, um, promoting your work, anything you're serious about in photography, you should have a website because if you've got a website, it's yours. You're in complete control. No one can edit it, remove it, change it. Um, it doesn't disappear in a feed of thousands. It's up to you. It's your place. It's your world on the internet. If people are interested, they can contact you direct. It's just your place. That's, that, that's Do you look at the analytics, Manny, of your website? Yeah, and, and how it many visitors? And how many visitors would you say you get? I mean, I'm not asking you to give me numbers, but would you say you get a reasonable amount of visitors to make it worthwhile that you're spending money every month on a website? Well, the beauty of websites is it can cost as little and as much as you like as well. So it doesn't have to cost the earth. A domain name's what yeah. a tenner a year yeah. hosting, depending but, but on your surely hosting. though, surely if you're trying to promote yourself. Yeah. You want a website that 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 looks good, and yeah. that this episode is sponsored by Squarespace. No, you want a web, you want a website that looks good. You want yeah. a website that's fast. You want a website that's high res. 
You've got to spend money on that. You can't... You, you, it's like... Not always. No, not always. No, it, no, 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 no. You can... You, you, could, you could quite... See, I, I'm a quite a big component of WordPress. I've always loved WordPress since 2007. And it's not the best semantic blogging website-based thing out there. It does have its problems, but you can get by with a free one. And it's quite fast on the .com version without a self-hosted. Yeah, and you yeah you can pay for it. It's not expensive in the grand scheme of things. I pay eighty quid a year for mine. Yeah, it's not a lot. Away, WordPress. Yeah. It's got everything I want. I write blogs. People yeah. can view my images full resolution. It's yeah. got, I think two terabyte storage as well. It's exactly what I want. And to be honest, seventy eighty quid a year for something you can call your own, your own little space internet. Why not? Yeah, exactly. The thing is for me is that the clues in the question your question was if you want to be taken seriously as a professional do you need a website well the short answer to that is yes because if you're just a hobbyist of course you don't but if you are looking to attract people to spend money with you and that's the definition of professional then absolutely yes you do because it's your shop window um, mm -hmm. and the the you know when you talk about traffic to the site uh, it's difficult to get traffic. It's a competitive environment. Most people don't have a clue about SEO. But if you do manage to get some traction, it can make all the difference. And uh, I, I quite enjoy looking after my site because, as as Mally said, it's, it's your own signature. It, it, it's where I like to sit and have a nice, warm, comfortable dump every now and then. <laughs> There, there is a lovely, a lovely <laughs> thing about it. writing a blog, and there's something wonderful about settling down, and you've you've saved all your images down in in a right format, two thousand five hundred pixels or whatever, and you build you right. I'm going to write about the. I know we've already done it, and on a on a on a, a video. But sometimes I get a little bit carried away. Sometimes I'm tired, and I don't put the full blog but sometimes I get carried away and there's something about word and pictures now you're right Gary I don't get hundreds of thousands of people flooding but the beauty of it is it's all connected it's almost like um, oh my god what have I been on tonight I was going to say pearl necklace but <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected from YouTube, social media, and it's a funnel. And you funnel everything. Funnel. You funnel everything to your website. You, you bring, you bring. It, it, it's like a, it's like a hub, isn't it? It's like yes. a, it's like a hub for you. I do get that. I do. I do it's get the that. It's of all yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's, yeah. It's like the. Yeah. It's like the breast. Yeah. Testi testicular sacks yeah. of all your work. Yeah. It's like it? if you want to keep abreast of what you're doing, Correct. then it's the best place to go. It's uh, yeah. yeah it's, um, now I get that, and I, actually, I, I the one thing I miss now about not having a website is I used oh. to really enjoy writing blogs, and um, and I, I didn't. But then I didn't write one for ages. I think the problem was is for me the web my website was so clunky and slow. That and it was a WordPress website, but I probably just I probably just didn't really use it properly. Probably put too high res pictures on, etc., etc. But I thought the point of a website is to showcase your work, and if you can't put high res images on, then why not leave that to Flickr? But you can put can, high res. No, you can put high res images. The the thing about the website, what it offers you that is 
for example, on Instagram, you have a big clump of your images, which is a an instant portfolio, but they're, of course they're Instagram compressed, so they look awful. So there's that. If you go on Facebook, you know, it's interspersed with all sorts of other rubbish and you don't have a showcase for them. Your website allows you to produce online galleries that by and large are very consumable because people are so used to seeing stuff online these days. So to a large degree, they have replaced the walk into a gallery and walk around and sit on a bench and rub your chin and look at an image. It's it's an easy way for people to consume it, but you can control how they consume it. And if you want to put high res up, you certainly can. Don't let anybody think that, that you can't. You can pretty much do what you like with your website. These yes, days, you, though, you can be clever, David, can't you? You can put high res up, but you can you can reduce that impact on server side by removing the size of. So you can have quite a large megapixel image. But just it it removes a lot of things. The, the, yes, there there are ways of doing that. I mean, the thing about it is, I come at it from a slightly different angle because I own a website company, so I, you know it, it's all second nature to me, and I understand it's a headache for people that aren't that savvy. Um, but at the same time, I still come back to that if you're just a hobbyist that's enjoying what you do, you shouldn't feel that oh, I've got to have a website and it turns into this big thing because it most certainly isn't. It's of no relevance to you if you're happy sharing your stuff through other channels. And, you know, it's just horses for courses, as with most yeah. things that we talk about week on week. I think that's probably what happens. I think that people... Um, I think you get to a point with your photography. Another thing I was talking to Darren about, actually, I think you get to a point with your photography, especially if you're on YouTube, where you start to think, right, I, need, I you know, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do workshops and I'm going to sell loads of prints and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and then I need a website for that I need a website for that so then you go down the website route and then you kind of think well actually do you know what I'm, I'm this is it's not it's not a reality for me really it's a bit of a pipe dream and, and it's never going to happen so then I think well I mean personally I look at it and think if people want to look at my pictures they can go on Flickr I've got my Flickr uh, details on my YouTube account I've got it on my Facebook or whatever. People want to really want to have a look at my stuff. Just look at it on Flickr, and that's where that's where I put all of my images. I don't worry about a website, but I do get the point. If you're a professional and or or a, a semi-professional or a budding and aspiring professional, and you want somewhere to say come here, con and then you can contact me for a you know if you want a one-to-one -one or you want to contact me about a print sale then the website is the best hub to have. But for someone like me, it's it's just another expense that I don't need, really, I think. But it can be fun. It doesn't have to be about pushing your words. It, it, it can be fun. I, I've always enjoyed writing blogs back when I was eating design. And, you know, I was an early adopter of Twitter, 2007, I think. And I just I just find web websites to me can be hard work but I enjoy that um, back end I think it gives you motivation as well to continue mm -hmm. you know produce the goods to then add to your website from a website perspective I fell into the trap that I think you've said about oh yeah you you need a website why not you know you need one to show you where's so I went on to Wix and started to pay 20 pound a month I think it was to Wix for a website and 
soon thought, what the hell am I paying this amount of money for? It's absolutely bloody ridiculous. So I just cancelled it. I kept my domain name, which I think I'm paying, as you said, Mally, about eight or ten quid a month, something like that for yeah, the domain name. Yeah. And yeah. then I've, I'm just using the, uh, yeah, sorry, a year. And I'm using the Adobe free portfolio site. Yeah, good, um, good thing. Yeah. Because I've yeah. got the prescription, the, the subscription for Adobe anyway. So I'm just using that with my domain name that I'm paying for. Uh, and it works fine. And I don't, I'm not, you know, selling prints. So it is literally, And but for me, I find it as another thing I've got to remember to update. <laughs> because I think if you if you if you're not keeping your work up to date, then people are probably seeing your Insta feed and your Facebook and Flickr, and then looking at your website, and it's not consistent. So it's just another thing to keep up to date. So I don't I don't blog on it. Uh, maybe I should, but I don't. But it's something that I just feel is a, is another thing to just have to keep bloody updating. Really, it's interesting though. I don't think we'll ever get sponsored by Squarespace, but I was. Um I use I, I went onto Squarespace and looked at the looked at the profiles and thought, do you know what, some of those look really good. And I, I did the you know, you get the free trial for X amount of time and it says fifteen pound a month and I was like, Okay, I could probably just about stretch to fifteen pound a month. So I set it all up and, you know, designed it all and thought, Oh, I really like this design, I really like this. And then when you go to pay, it's not fifteen pound a month at all. It's like fifteen pound a month if you pay it if you for pay a Android. year. Yeah. and also add on that so yeah. actually it was like 20 odd quid a month it was like 29 pound a month something like quid. what it's a ridiculous amount of money for me to pay for something that i never use but why 200, i hate it when yeah. people do that as well though when they tell you they give you a price which is an absolute bullshit price that isn't reflective at all of what the price is because you've got to add on that and then they say well if you pay it if you pay it over 10 years you know you pay a 10 year lump sum you can get it for 15 quid a month but if you want it monthly it's like you know 150 quid or something ridiculous it's like just just be up front with the people about it but that totally put me off so then I was just like do you know what I don't need a website I don't want a website so we'll talk about that later Dave website yeah <laughs> yeah if you need a website go to DJ whatever it is systems <laughs> no, 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 no don't go there <laughs> DJ <laughs> whatever you do don't. <laughs> um, actually, thinking about it, Dave should be sponsoring us, really, shouldn't he? Yeah. Mm. Your, your, your web, your, your web company should be sponsoring these podcasts. Mm. I think Didn't it's actually, I think it's actually a liberty that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. Sorry, well, you can't afford me. <laughs> I'm do this for free. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, moving on. That was, roll up, that was an inter interesting conversation there. Moving on, uh, has anybody watched any vlogs this week? Has anybody watched anything that they want to recommend? Dave's nodding his, nodding his head. I'll let him yeah. finish his mouthful. Well, sorry, it's a pub. I eat nuts in a pub. I can't help myself. So, uh, yeah, I watched... Um, have, anybody ever watched Aussie Man Reviews? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> He did yeah. hedgehogs. He did a hedgehog on an assault course. <laughs> just just go to YouTube and do hedgehog assault course, Aussie man reviews. Trust me, it'll make your weekend. Okay. He, he is, we're on it, we're on it. He, he's brilliant. I, I used to watch Game of Thrones, and every week he did, a, he did an Aussie man reviews Game of Thrones, and he's so funny. So funny. Anybody else? Well, I've, I've watched... A couple of videos that were both in the same place one actually this evening and one 
a week or so ago. Both filmed at Home Fell, in my new sort of area to go to next uh, in the Lake District. And one was James Bell, which I thought was fantastic. Not just the not just the photography, which was bloody excellent, but just the way that he filmed it. It was one of those where you stick the tripod down and just film yourself and talk through your compositions and why you're doing it and the rest of it. And I just thought his style was brilliant and, and I thought that was really good. And then tonight, Jason Hudson re re um, released one, which was in exactly the same place where he got a, a cracking sunrise with an inversion going on there and it was just stunning again. The photography was amazing to look at and I thought both of those showed off an area that I really want to go to. <laughs> I like James I Bell. Those. I like James Bell, but I find that his camera is really weird because he's got that 360, 360 camera and you can't yeah. see the 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 selfie stick and it just he gets looks a like, big arm, doesn't yeah, it? it James, <laughs> you've got a big arm. Uh, it just like, looks like he's standing you're walking there. Around like, yeah, it just looks like he's standing there like that holding nothing. Mm. I like it, that looks really weird but yeah it, yeah great photographer I've got one uh, the oncoming storm he's a big name Nick, Nick Page, Page. Mm. excellent video yeah. wonderful to watch just really enjoyed it I'm not being funny Mally but I don't think he watches this anymore I think it was just oh, that no, I does. think it was just that oh, one no, week oh no he does he yeah. watches yeah. hello Nick <laughs> hello Nick you're not watching <laughs> <laughs> Page how are we doing <laughs> uh, anyone else watched anything? Yeah. No, no. Chasing <laughs> fog. Yeah. Some it? chasing fog guy. I don't know who that was. Every, everybody does it. Like chasing fog or chasing autumn or chasing something. <laughs> don't know. Right? Chasing the fog. How yeah. to be fantastic? That's what I've watched. Oh, yeah, they, they, they were good. They were very good. I don't know. Who, I forgot his name. He's been having internet troubles, I believe. In <laughs> oh, I don't watch him. Nice. No, yeah. Same old, same old, same old. Film. Oh, oh. Why, why <laughs> we're mentioning? I'll just mention. I, I'm not sponsored by Paul, but I got his book and it's quite good. Scenes Paul. from the Black Black Sand. Paul, Paul C. Smith. Uh, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Very mm. nice. Very nice book. Some wonderful photography. You know. mm. You can't see because I'm in control, but but uh, your face there, your face there, Darren was fantastic. He just knocked his. He just knocked his. knocked his thing and went. <laughs> so that'll be on. That'll be on the vlog. That's a thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. Paul, he's a film photographer, isn't he? He's the one that you reviewed on. Um, on that review show on that on that review show yes um, <laughs> yes but I've been talking to him as well because I've been waiting a month from this it come all the way from from New Zealand and uh, oh yeah 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 it was it was a pleasure to receive it today some really nice images would you so, now say Mally that you're friend to the stars should, should you like you know like Mally Ryan Davis friends to oh. the stars because you're quite pally with a lot of these. I'm just saying people names, are yeah. people, so why should we be? You and I. Depeche Mode. Should live in harmony. You know? the, the, at the end of the day, it's a dunny, isn't it? We all, we all, we're back on the toilets again. It's something we all do. But there's no difference between you, me, and everyone else. I was going to start singing Depeche Mode then. I really went back to a 101 day then. Woof. Depeche Mode, which one? People are people. Moment. But it's in them live, you know. People are people, people, people so why should it be? People, you and I should get along. Harmony. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Lovely. I've been watching a lot of Canon R6 reviews because guess what? Hopefully they're <laughs> coming next week. Wait. But I better, w- better look out to uh, use it. Did I read somewhere? Better get to Iceland. Did, did I read somewhere that the Canon R5, the, uh, the overheating issues are, are fake? That yeah. There's an actual, there's an actual uh, line a of... Update. No, there's a line of program in the Canon R5 to, to fake the yeah. overheating issue. One what, guy why? left it on in his fridge. He put it on recording uh, time yeah. lapse or so many shots in his fridge, and he said it wasn't. It stopped recording, and it wasn't even hot, and it yeah. was in the fridge. So, what, what's the benefit for Canon to 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 put that program line in? Long term it... use, uh, it burns out processor, or maybe it it, it, it breaks. It's a warning, doesn't it? It, tell, it it limits the amount the amount of minutes as well. It tells you, but it's fake. It's, it's fake. Yeah, but imagine, imagine if they didn't put that in and it left it open to you record, and then six months time, maybe twelve months, maybe just outside of warranty, it stops working because of overheatage and parts breaking. Who knows? We had it with an LG Tele. <laughs> it's called it's called inbuilt obsolescence, isn't it? Have we talked yeah. about this before? Yeah, I feel have, like yeah. we talked about this Sounds before. Sounds illegal. Well, I don't know if it is legal or not, but it's definitely there are there are I know Clever. there are like fax machines and toasters and maybe not toasters, mm-hmm. but there are My fax phone. machines and, and all sorts that have they have a switch that flicks after a certain amount of time and it stops working. Human beings have it. Yeah, I'd imagine that. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't Apple get into trouble with their battery for with the purpo- battery. purposefully draining the battery when it when there was nothing wrong with it to make it buy a new? Yeah. Alleged, allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Anyway, Mally, friend of the stars. That's what I wanted to get back to. You got off that rather swiftly. You're very friendly with a lot of very big names, aren't you? In the vlogging world. No, I'm friendly with everyone. Who did I see? Who was talking about you? Someone was talking about you the other day. Someone quite big, and I can't remember who it was. I'm like a mushroom. I just just like a mushroom. Kept in the dark and fed on shit. <laughs> well, mushroom, yes, that as well. Kept in the dark and fed on shit. That that's very true. But I do like to pop up in certain gardens. What put nice shit on me? Oh, I reckon he's going to be in the F five soon. It's going to be Mally. He's going to be the new member of the. Uh, nah, uh, it's going to be No, I'm I'm too radical for them. I'm too chaotic. They, they can dream about having me. That's what they can do. They've no chance. That's good to know. It's good to know. See, I don't know where that conversation was going at all. I don't even know why I threw that in. Just, do you yeah. want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you? What it boils yes. down to yeah, is what I said earlier. Is it's no different to how we met, Gary. It's no different how I talk to everyone. It's no different down yourself, everyone. Everyone, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the king queen. I could not give a rat's ass who you are if I like what you do and I like what you say as they say I like the cut of your jib I like what you're at I'll talk to you if you don't talk to me right no no problem Michael Shane Bloom many a conversation with the guy why I love him he's talented you love him we're humans one love one love we're all in this together whether you like it or not we're all people we all do the same things we all breathe eat poo it's all the same. We're all the same. Just different degrees of talent. 
Some are more different than others, though, to be honest. Well, it depends how much effort you put in. It depends on how much hard work you put in. It depends where your life is, what you're doing, your, your mind. What... I've spent too long caring and worrying about what people think. I've spent too long caring and worrying about how I look and appear. So that when you mention about vlogging, there's a lot more to it than it, the narcissistic performance or there's something about it that gives me inner confidence. There's something about what we do that genuinely all through my life I've felt downtrodden. I felt like I'm, I can't be who I am. And when I go out vlogging in with my camera, I become the man I should be. I become Mali. But the first question you're going to mm. raise tomorrow morning is, what How was it last night? Do you, do, you, do you know what, Manny? I, I, I've got to say, I completely agree with you on what you just said there. Because yeah. I had terrible self-image self issues. And I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to vlog for probably a year before I started doing it. And I didn't. And then when I did, it just changed me as a person. It made me more confident. It made me a lot happier. I was always always the person behind the camera I was never the person in front of the camera and and vlogging changed that it changed that I don't mind having my photo taken now I don't mind the way I look now I hated it before but now I'm like fine with it so I, I do I completely get what you're saying in, in, in terms of that so thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening if you're listening on the podcast um you know we've had a great time again and we'll see you next week for number 21 so wow bye bye key to the door see you later see you guys see you. Uh, <laughs>